Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hayden Alabama Podcast. I'm Philip. I'm Brad. I'm Chris. Chris is back. Back again. We're happy to have Chris back. We got three talking points, really four tonight. We'll go ahead and go over those quickly so you know what you can expect. We had a great week at Jasper with uh, junior high football and got a milestone there. We'll talk more about that. The second thing, we gave a little teaser about our special announcement. We have that. It's official. We've even told Brad. He said he didn't know about it last week. Number three. I just forgot. <laughs> that's, we know that you're lying because you don't forget anything. You're like an elephant. Maybe. Number three, shocking news out of Jasper Volleyball, a juggernaut in that realm of athletics we're going to talk about. And then number four, Brad, what do they have? A little bit of more of uh, college football. We'll talk about prime time. Where does he go from here? We're going to talk about prime, the Crimson Tide, and maybe just a little bit of banner back and forth. So that's the show today. Let's get started. Brad, I'm just going to turn the mic over to you. Congratulations for the win. And Jasper, tell us about it. Well, we were uh, able to pick up two wins against Jasper this week at home. Uh, we started off seventh and eighth grade game, uh, and then JV was able to do the same thing in an exciting finish. So, uh, like I said, I, I don't remember if, if we talked about this last week, but we've competed with them and we've gotten wins over them in different sports, but this was our, our first time in, in football because they're just kind of like volleyball. They're, they're known for football, and, man, they've just been a successful, you know, powerhouse program. And, you know, we've come close a couple times, but never were able to, to close out the deal. But, you know, we were fortunate. Didn't play our greatest game. We turned the ball over four times. One of those I contested and lost. Uh, but, you know, still, we, we can't put the ball on the ground like that. Uh, we never were able to get really comfortable and pull away the way we should have. We should have beat them convincingly. But, you know, uh, an ugly win. Is, Still is, a dub. Is, yes, it's better than a pretty loss any day. And then JV follows up. Uh, our younger guys that are on the varsity squad, they ended in a very exciting finish. Uh, time expires. They hang a, a Hail Mary in the air. We're up eight to nothing. And some of their super just talented athletes jump up into the sky and pull it down, make it eight to six. Uh-huh. And so they go for the two-point conversion. There's, I mean, the game is over. There's nothing left on the clock. This is this is the game. Uh, it's either overtime or go home. Uh, so we we got to stop. They just tried to run his own play up the middle, and our defense you know, stood him up and very excited to get their first win over uh, Jasper also. I bet that was exciting. It was. It was. Well, maybe that's just the start of a new trend. That'd be great. Hayden going up and Jasper going down, I'd be all in favor of it. So I like it. Blunt County over Walker County. Yeah. Any day. <laughs> yeah, speaking of we, Speaking of Walker County. Yeah, Chris, what, what's your what's your thoughts? You're kind of in between. Do you have to divide your loyalties between Blunt and Walker? No. Okay. Are you all in? Blunt County? I went to corner. I was okay, so we got so three I mean, counties. I don't really, That's Jefferson. I don't Jefferson, really, Blunt, Walker. You're just a man. I'm just that's a torn. Okay. I just watch whatever. All right. Well, you're you have offspring playing sports at Hayden, and I see you rooting yeah. for the Wildcats on Friday night regularly. So yeah, we're I mean, gonna, I hope so, gonna take does in. good in their classification. I hope Corner does good in theirs, and I hope they all do well in five A next year. <laughs> I hope they all move back up. Corner yeah. does look good this year. Yeah. 
Well, let's not ruin it by talking about that. Right. <laughs> let's talk about our new surprise that we have. So we talked about last week, Precision Graphics has sponsored the Hayden Alabama podcast. And so what that means is we've got a little bit of the swag that they produce. You can get all your Wildcat gear from them. They've got some great stuff. So this is, a, this is one of the new hats. Brad's wearing a hat. I'm wearing one of the shirts. But here's where you benefit. If you use promo code podcast p-o-d-c-a-s-t you can expect a five percent discount on all of your online orders so go over there check out we're gonna have the link uh, there below and then also the code the scan code we want to thank scott and them again for believing in us sponsoring the show and we love what they're doing out there so it's really easy to be partners with yes them. and one thing scott wanted to say is not every product is on there they'll be adding new products all the time so keep it checked don't just go one time a shocking news out of the juggernaut. I mean, Jasper again here for their volleyball. So, Coach Daniels resigns after multiple state championships. And then what did he state as his reason for resignation, Chris, in the article? Um, it looks like he had a championship caliber team. And that ruffled some of the parents and administrators when some freshmen were elevated to the varsity team. <gasps> hmm. I tell you what, that's not an uncommon thing in girls' athletics. I've seen girls' 7th and 8th grade take you know, seasoned players' positions. Yeah. Well, here's what we want to talk about specifically. Obviously, you can read that and not have to hear us talk about it, but what we want to talk about is the is it a problem how parents – can influence coaches and influence them so much that they quit a sport that they love. So, Brad, you're a coach, and you're going to be our authority here. What do you think about that, that, that parents can absolutely just cause you to quit a game you love? Yeah, well, I've, I've seen that and I've experienced it. Um, and typically, uh, you don't get this kind of – parent behavior from your biggest contributors no it's usually someone who's struggling and they feel like you're holding them back mm -hmm. so um what you know for each sport that i coach i issue a, a handbook it's basically like a an athlete agreement and you know in that it states you know hey you know let the coaches coach let the kids play parents you show up and support your kids and also, I put a clause in there that states, I only have to deal with this with football. Uh, track is kind of a, a different sport because everyone gets to do something in track. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're there, you're doing something. You know, where you have limited positions, uh, competition, you know, and, and that's what a lot of people don't, they, they're, they're very rarely adjust from park ball to, to school, like interscholastic level ball where you know the playing time that's guaranteed goes away yeah every ounce of playing time is earned and i put in there a clause like hey i do not discuss playing time with parents probably a good deal and they they have to understand that uh it's just something i, I don't want to do and it's not something i'm going to yeah because chances are that's not going to to end well no. uh, either they're going to ask you why you're not playing their kid or they're going to slander some other kid and it's, it's not a good thing in this situation i understand both sides i understand that you're a parent you love your athlete you love your child you want them to be happy you want them to enjoy the sport there's one side I understand that 
But then there's this other side. So let's say, I don't know these two freshmen, but obviously this seasoned, proven winning coach saw something in them that would help his team. Right. And that's what we have to go to at the end. And I think that's where it becomes so difficult. What is the purpose for playing the game? Are we playing so that everyone can play and participate? Or are we playing to win? The way that I was taught and the way that I've been trained and I've bought into this mindset is goal number one, it's it's not about that coach's win. It's never about, you know, the, the coach has had his time. Now it's his time to be a leader. And winning is a byproduct of the character and the life lessons that you're trying to instill in them. The, the Just the whole method and motivation of hard work. You know, if, if you... It's not just about winning in the whole sense of the game. It's not about the win column. Of course, that's what society judges you on. They don't care about the life lessons. Uh, they don't. They don't care about the, you know, the, the the moments that you've had with them at practice. You know, most people only care about what is the result. But you know, winning, winning is a byproduct of what you're trying to teach that kid, that young athlete. But at the same time, you have to understand. Uh, you, you have to put the kids in position that give you their best at practice. And if they want to change anything about playing time, practice time, is there, it's an audition for it every time. Uh, it's not a failure every time you show up to compete. If you don't get in, it just means you've got to do better at your next audition the next week. You have got to, I tell each of my kids, I mean, they, they've played and they've sat on the sideline. And I said, what, what you have got to do as a, as a player, I said, you've got to make it hard for your coach to not play you. There and you go. You've got to make yourself your replacement. Yes. And until you can do that, you, you can't say anything. You just have to, you know, earn your stripes. You know, just sit there and learn and develop. You know, be like Coach Saban talks about his process. I mean, every, every athlete is in a process. It's uh, sometimes you're – the big fish in a small pond sometimes you're way at the bottom of the totem pole and yeah. i mean there's development and there's something that learned to be learned from each of those roles here's where i'm scared about the con this principle and i'm not talking about any family member i don't know any of these people so i'm mm -hmm. not talking about anybody here's what makes me fearful at the core of it but when a parent goes to bat for their kid and gets the kid playing time, gets the kid on the team without any merit of the child, they miss the valuable lesson of earning, and that's a word we don't like to talk about today, but working hard and earning your spot and earning your place on the field, the court, or wherever you are. So that's the hard work and dedication that may, to get to the place that you're irreplaceable. Fast forward four, five, ten years, they're going to go into the workforce, and I guarantee an employer that's trying to make a profit will overlook them for a promotion, will replace them with another employee that will produce because they didn't learn this valuable lesson here. Now, again, I'm not talking about anybody individual because I don't know these people, but I'm talking about that is a lesson that is valuable right. for in sports and for the rest of your life. And if, and if you think that it's ridiculous, the thought of showing up to your child's employer or boss one day <laughs> and, and lobbying for them on their behalf about you know their pay or their amount that they're trusted or – or overlooked for a certain position. If you realize the the lunacy of that, then you shouldn't be doing the same thing while they're in school. I understand you have to be an advocate for your kid, but sure. not at the the 
not at the expense of turning them into entitled brats. And causing a coach who – will they ever get a coach as good? Probably not. You know, this same situation happened in Boaz about three, four years ago maybe. Same sport? Same sport, same situation. The coach didn't have a couple of players that the AD wanted. She was told she was going to be fired if she didn't have the kids on the team. And, uh, and so she coaches somewhere else now. She, mm. The funny thing is is that if you go to the AHSAA website and you look under coaching leaders in volleyball, both of them are on the top 40 winning percentages. Wow. Boaz hasn't had a good season since. And, and maybe that's when coaches know when it's time to go. I think they can feel the, the culture and the climate and like, the support is gone and it's time to go. And let's be honest, some ripples under the surface could be there too. He may have a sweeter deal waiting for him oh, somewhere yeah. else. That, right. you know, this, that the parents may not have played quite as big of a influence as he yeah. have led on to. So that's also possible. You know, sometimes those things work out for other people. Like when, when coaches get uncomfortable. I think of Alabama with Nick Saban. You know, things were uncomfortable with the Dolphins. But wait, go way back before that. Uh, if you know the story of, of Bear Bryant when he – left Kentucky, they were at an athletic, uh, some kind of banquet. They presented him as the head football coach with a lighter. Guess wow. what Guess what they gave the, the head basketball coach? Brand-new Cadillac. <laughs> what, they gave him a Zippo? <laughs> hey, coach. Yeah, here's your new Zippo. Here's your you. flask. If you have a Appreciate winning season, you. we'll give you a free refill. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, since you kind of put us there anyway – you got us into the college football realm. Let's go to our conclusion. Let's talk about college football. What about Prime? I told you. You called it, baby. <laughs> you said 21 at least. Real quick. Colorado. The real deal or something else? I got Oregon by 21. This was- I had no idea that that was going to be the point spread either. Uh, I don't follow anything like that. I, don't, I listen to nothing about odds and Vegas and this and that. But I was like – Oregon is a proven program, and they're playing pretty good football. Dan Lanning's got them going in the right direction, and he comes from that tough, hard-nosed SEC mentality. And I mean, come on, it's Oregon. You talk about the day of NIL and all the money that the CEO of Nike and his ties to Oregon, what they have to offer players. Yes. Uh, yeah. But it was what you call a boat race. That's right. They were, they were housed. It was ugly. And what you said he made a statement after, though? He, he, in true fashion, you know, Prime, old Deion Sanders always has a reply. He said, if you're going to get me, you better get me this year. So, evidently, he feels good about the program going forward. So, here's my question is, you know, here last week, everybody's still on cloud nine. You know, everybody – I passed by a guy the other day in, in Walmart. He had a, a Colorado Buffalo nice, shirt on. You know, nice. good good and well, that boy from nice. Gardendale is not a Colorado fan. <laughs> But, you know, maybe. Does it continue with the same hype? Do they lose any steam? Do, does it lose all the, the star power, the, the flair? Or does this thing continue going? What do you think, Chris? I think it's going to continue going. I think so. Um, I think the I think Cinderella hadn't quite got to the ball yet. Right. We got some miles on that. And let's let's just be honest. If if that if that guy wins six ball games, goes to a bowl, 
and wins that seventh game, it is a tremendous success. They won one ball game last year. Yeah, taking nothing away from it. And I'm going to go ahead and make another prediction. Uh Uh-oh, here it is. When you look at it in December and when they finalize it in February, uh, Coach Prime will have a top ten, possibly a top eight signing class. I didn't realize realize this, but Colorado didn't have the money to pay Deion Sanders to come. They raised the money. And then they sell out the season in tickets. I mean, that's they're excited about him. Before Malmore passed away at Alabama, he said that Nick Saban is the greatest investment that that university's ever made. There's they, no they, they may question. say the same thing about Deion Sanders before it's said and done. Then you sell your soul to the devil. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. Auburn fan. Yeah. Auburn fan. Man. I don't know why we keep asking you back. This may be <laughs> yeah. the last time. Final of the final. Is Alabama back on track after their win at Ole Miss? Alabama is back to their identity pre-air raid offense. Like, you know, the flash, the Lane Kiffin, the, you know, the high scoring. The 50-point days are over going forward uh, unless they get some scrub to come into Tuscaloosa as a fundraiser. Um, You're about to see classic Alabama football. Just grind tackles, two tight ends. Before it's over, they're going to end up with a big old fat defensive lineman in the backfield like Mount Cody used to. Jesse Williams get there and plow the way. And you, you're about to see a, probably a couple of thousand-yard rushers in the same backfield going forward. Maybe not this year, but if this identity if, – if Tommy Rees makes it through, you know, one season at Bama, the identity is about to shift back to ground and pound, control the game clock. I'm going to give you a final word on that, Chris. You got a sense of an Auburn fan? You got anything on that? No. Maybe okay. Tommy Reese will turn him into what Notre Dame is now. You know, they're good against bad teams and decent against good teams. Time will tell. Yeah. I mean, Alabama's always going to be good if Nick Saban's there. Right. Oh, there's some truth. I, I mean, like I, it. I, How I, hard was that for you to say? Are you sweating? No. No sweat? I do respect where respect is due to the goat. You just use the man of being satanic. He is, um, <laughs> but he also is a great coach. Yes. There we go. He's good at what he does. He's good at bringing a lot of money into Tuscaloosa. True that. Is he the greatest ever, Chris? Negative. Who is? Don't you say Tommy Bowden or Terry Bowden? I was going to say Gus. <laughs> wow. I'm just kidding. That'll do it here. That, high school. That. I'm just kidding. Off. The that's high school pedigree. We'll end on that. How about War Eagle? Roll time. And go Blazers. We're having a rough year. This is Hayden Alabama Podcast. I'm Philip. I'm Brad. Chris. We'll see you next time. <laughs>